Hello and welcome to The Aftertime, a gambling and NBA podcast hosted by two professional gambling brothers. I'm your host Ronan McGarry, joined again by my brother Ryan. What up? I had a great weekend. You did, you had a better one than me. I had a very, very good weekend. I've had a really good week and hopefully so have our followers if they listen to my tips and not yours. Yeah, and also follow the tips on the Twitter because you haven't given me access yet so they all come from you. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, so the Masters this week tipped Scotty Scheffler and Victor Hovland last week. Hovland had a stinker. Scotty Scheffler obviously won despite four putt in the 18th. Yeah, it was, it was. Oh, do you know what? It was actually it was a cracking Masters. I I really enjoyed it. I missed the Saturday because it was out, but I caught Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. And yeah, Scheffler, unbelievable. I mean, who'd have thought they were number one? Won three and five wins with a caddy on the bag, who's also won two Masters before. Bubba Watson would have had a hope. It was the what was his sixth favorite? No. Yeah, I think so. We were talking about this last week. I don't know if it was on air or not. It was like one of those. It's the Masters where. We just said whoever wins this in hindsight is gonna look really fucking obvious. Do you know uh, like and if it was Cam Smith as well, that also would look really fucking obvious. Well he was he, yeah, like he was the other one when I did my first run through. I think maybe when we first mentioned it was like Oh right, Cam Smith. Yeah. Like the the last ten tournaments or whatever it is, the two of them have just been like pipping each other, first, second, first, second, top fives, whatever. And and then all of a sudden they're the two leading in well, end up <laughs> Rory, Sunday Rory came yeah. out and came second, but Cam Smith should have came second and probably would have if, you know, he had been closer and didn't just fuck up while he was chasing it. I think he just tilted and was swinging for the fences, oh, you know, God, he was hitting yeah. shots that if he was within one, he wouldn't have been hitting. So It doesn't really make, like, that's not what you think of when you think of Cam Smith too, which is weird. He was, yeah. he was sort of imploded a bit, but, yeah, that, that's, but that'll happen. It's understandable. When I you're think, chasing a Masters. Yeah, yeah. But I think I saw a graphic on the TV, haven't the two of them won, like, nice six tournaments in a row where if they've both been playing something like that I'm not sure I, I didn't see that one Scott, but Sheffield's like, won what yeah. four I mean, of if the you last... take Tom Hoagie out of the equation yeah, yeah. they'll probably be winning Sheffield's won four of his last six now yeah four, four, four of six including and that, that included his first win and the Masters crazy. Yeah. fucking mad if you crazy. think about it like, so this, what was that other stat it was like 46 days between his first tour victory and becoming world number one world number one which the previous record was Tiger like 246 which I said to you will that ever be broken I, I can't see it in the I near mean, future. T- Tiger was like, like is like from out of, out of this planet compared like his stats and records. So the fact that Sheffer just broke his record by two hundred days. Yeah, especially with so many good golfers at the minute as well. You know, I could probably name five golfers off the top of my head, and if I told you they were world number one, you'd probably go, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, or they're gonna win, you know, three majors in the next couple of years. Yeah, like you know, Morikawa, Hovland, Sheffer, Cam Smith, JT, JT, even Ram. Like, you wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the previous world number one or. Even the likes of Can't like, DJ still, you know, DJ still Rory, terrifying. Like look at Sunday Rory when he's on form. I I think that's he's the best golfer in the world when he uh, plays like that. Like yeah. obviously it's easy to say when he shot like eight under, but do you know when he's got the bit between his teeth and mm. well when there's no fucking pressure, that's what it is. Yeah, oh, I fuck, I could talk all day about Rory. I know, but I know. yeah, good good masters. Like like we said, it was a bit obvious in retrospect, but like, I mean the fucking world number one, the most informed player in the world was seventeen to one crazy but then all the guys who were ahead of him are the type of guys we're talking about who could be world number one you know so it is a good and also like the thing was for me was reading one of the tipsters I follow being like yeah I'm on Scheffler at 40 to 1 before the match play and then seeing that he was 20s and I was like oh he's all got half because he's not valued about him and then he just pisses it in by like four or five shots including a double bogey in the last so yeah deserved winner and well done on your tip thank you very much not the only tip we're going to be celebrating today not the only tip no today's episode is going to be a bit of a a recap episode covering the end of the NBA season. We've already talked Masters. 
We're going to talk the state of the awards at the minute, how it's looking like it's going to shape up. Unfortunately, most bookies have seen they've pulled betting on the awards. They're kind of wising up to our tricks this year. There are a couple left open, but it's 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 hard to get on. Like Yeah, it's tricky. So hopefully you've followed some of our tips from the last few weeks. We'll talk about that when we get into the awards. And finally, we're going to cover the NBA play-in, which is on this week. There's four games yep. in the next two nights, and then obviously the, the last two games on Friday night. So... We'll talk that later on. Firstly, we're going to wrap up the NBA season, so I have some more gluten to do. Today, I was doing the run around the bookies, trying to cash in my Boston Celtics to win the Atlantic Division at twenty-eight to one bet. Twenty-eight, twenty-eight to one. Fuck off! I like. I still to this day don't know what happened when you were sitting there mentioning the chances they had of winning. You know, you were talking Atlantic Division, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense, and then. I just kind of left the room and just my brain turned off and I forgot about it. And then all of a sudden, what was it? I'm pretty sure after you tipped it, they came in, they came way in. Within yeah, a week. well, I went back and listened to the first episode. And I, when I was talking about it then, I tipped it to the listeners at 7-1. to one. Them and the Raptors were both 7-1. to one, And I actually said at the time I fancied the Raptors more. Okay. So I said to have like two-thirds of your stick on the Raptors and one-third in the Celtics. So it's 7-1, to one, you should still be making money if you, if you follow oh, 100%. that. But I, as is, is the after time, I did... T- back at, at 28 to 1 the week before but I missed the 40 to 1 the the night before I backed it it was 40 to 1 and they were they were two games off Philly and it was at the stage in the season where we saw that their net rating was better than Philly they had an easier schedule all the sort of things that usually line up for a bet was sitting there staring me in the face the only thing was they'd had a really bad start of the season so everybody thought they were shite but obviously something just do you know what it was Jalen Brown tweeted I seen this the other day he actually wore a t-shirt to the their final game of the season with the whatever it was he tweeted. It was it was something like off top I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, something like it's time to go or mm-hmm. time to start or time something like that. I'll, I'll figure it out after. But they since then their record completely changed. I think they went like fucking like thirty and five. Yeah, but this is what fucking does my head in because like can you inform the listeners of preseason who I picked for coach of the year? Rand did pick Ime Odoka coach of the year and got slagged for oh I know no, I months. was doing most of the slagging myself halfway into the season or the first two months of the season I was like well this is just the worst pick ever and we also do we pick to see like who do we think is going to get uh, the boot first and it was a fucking looking like it could have been him but I was I was listening to all the pre-season you know stuff coming out of their camp and it was like oh this is great we look amazing you know everyone was buzzing like Odoka's like you know he fucking seemed like hardline kept everyone in order you know like it seemed like a really good coach and then they were just fucking god awful for the first couple of months and yeah it looked terrible and then now with the certain the, the resurgence and how well they done they finished the year if monty williams and the Suns hadn't done so well i don't think it would go would have won coach of the year anyway but you know the, the fuck they they performed or out exceeded expectations even yeah. and it's in hindsight yeah after that first two months sort of finding their feet and getting everything in order they just they just looked incredible and like fair play for the for the division. Yeah, they they started twenty five and twenty five, so that's fifty games, and then there's thirty two games left. I think they went twenty five and seven, which is twenty five and twenty five to twenty five and seven, which is unbelievable. And and as far as I remember, a cracking record against like the top good teams. teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. perfectly. They, they dovetailed at the perfect time for getting on the division at big odds, and then all of a sudden it was like three weeks later they were like two to one. Big regrets not being on myself. So well done. Yeah, having a bit of trouble getting paid out from Ladbrokes, if anyone's listening from Ladbrokes, Melters, but we'll get there in the end. Either um, shitebags trying to get money out of the, the actual, like, physical shop. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Putting bets on in the shops is a fucking traumatic experience. It's hard enough getting your bets on because the limits are so, so small, and then when you try to get paid out, we don't have the money. 
Sorry, the Grand National wiped us out. <laughs> like the winner was fifty to one. How did the Grand National wipe you out? I didn't know any of it was on. Exactly. Uh, what was it? Uh, Yates, something Yates, like something about Yates. Noble like, Yates. Noble Yates, but like no one was fucking. I on know that. one person who was on it. Yeah, the bookies would have made a fortune on that national, so I don't know. But anyway, another division that we did tip, or I know I tipped anyway, a couple of weeks ago was the Cavs, which flamed out horribly after a couple of days. Really, after I tipped it. Rip. Understandable with the injuries, so less said about that the better. We can talk Cavs when we get into the the playing game. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, divisional bets, I think that's all we had. Yeah, I mean, personally, this is one that was way before we even started the podcast. But we were both on the Suns and the Warriors over in the West, which I mean, that got settled a while ago. But the Lakers, and this is something well, it's not even an aftertime. It's an aftertime because we called it. But again, I didn't have money on it. And you did, which was Lakers to miss the playoffs. I'd seen a tweet about a guy in Vegas who had like twenty thousand dollars on miss the playoffs pre. Uh, that was me pre-season yeah you fly over did you and they it was like the biggest odds like in terms of teams to make the playoffs and miss the playoffs it's like the, any that have actually came in it was like the biggest odds oh yeah that actually you know, in the yeah. last like I don't know how long but we both talked about it month and months ago about Lakers to miss the playoffs and Pelicans to make which I mean Pelicans haven't made it yet they're in the play-in but yeah Lakers miss playoffs and what we did instead of that was we we just kind of bet we just bet the Suns and Warriors at I think from what I remember like three and a half yeah, the Warriors were fours, the Suns were like 2.7, so it worked, it worked like out like just over evens. Yeah, which, overall. you know, I mean, it wasn't the biggest return, but, you know. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was nailed on certain, in my opinion, it was very obvious to see what would have happened there, so mm-hmm. it is an aftertime, but, you know, maybe me and Ryan are just showing off a bit here, but if you listen, early next season, we'll have these type of bets for you. Yeah, and that's a good thing, is because we're up and running, uh, by the time next season rolls around you know the, the tips will actually be coming in before they've won or before they've settled so and hopefully be more tips this at the end of this week after the play-in I don't have much for the play-in looking at the odds here but when the playoffs start on Saturday night we will hopefully have an episode out on Friday night where we talk the, it's the last play-in game on Friday night which is annoying so there'll be a bit of overlap between our there'll episode. be whatever the result yeah the resultant sort of uh, playoff matchup that happens after that the odds won't be out for but yeah they won't, that, those odds won't be out until Saturday morning but anyway we'll still get an episode up about the matchups that we will know and you'll be able to kind of forecast like if it's this team that we think it is what do we think the odds will be in that yeah, place bet it no matter what the odds yeah, are yeah yeah. yeah. so we'll talk, we'll talk about that more in on Friday's episode but for now we'll touch on the awards at the minute we do have a couple of balls in the air with Rookie of the Year I know I tipped it on Twitter and we've talked about it on recent episodes Scotty Barnes I was tipping him on a recent episode, I think at three point fours, and then I tweeted that he was two point sevens and to still back it. It looks to me, my sources tell me that Scotty Barnes is in the lead at the minute. Yeah, and like last I checked, by like twelve points or something with how many, what a quarter of the the votes? Maybe not a quarter, no, maybe about no. a fifth. A fifth a of fifth. the votes, the fifth of the votes counted. Yeah, we have Barnes in the lead, which is good. Um, generally, you can actually kind of tend to get a a, a good. Like a good reading on... It's, oh, it's, you can extrapolate with 20% of the 20%. Vote. Yeah, 20% is kind of like, you you know... I'd be pretty confident to declare him the winner now, to be honest, but... Not get ahead of ourselves, but you, usually after 20% of the vote's done, you can get an idea. Mm-hmm. So, Rookie of the Year is looking decent. I did tip Nikola Jokic to win MVP on Twitter. Again, I can't, I can't remember what odds I posted and on, on. And on the podcast as well. And on the podcast, yeah. It was definitely over evens anyway. It was the second favourite to Embiid. It was the week the straw pool came out. The week, the that kind of week or two where Embiid, the, in between the second and third straw pools, where Embiid went heavy favourite was great for value just because, you know, the, the, the Embiid narrative got very push, like pushed 
highly and very quickly and it was all over everywhere and then all of a sudden it was like three or four more games of Jokic dropping 30 plus point games and you know he he was he was still doing the things that were going to win him the MVP but the odds were the wrong way around so it was a great it was a great sort of couple of weeks in order to get your bets on there yeah and I thought Giannis might have had an outside chance but my sources tell me that Nikola Jokic is the 2022 NBA MVP yeah he's got it wrapped up he has it completely wrapped something up. crazy happened if you're the type of person who enjoys a 20% return on your investment and you can back Jokic at 1.2 so 5 to 1 on you will get paid but it looks like this year they're going to do the award ceremony bollocks again yeah. in early June it's usually around the 6th or 7th of June so 12th of April right now so if you can wait 2 months to get 20% return it's an absolute no brainer no risk better than the bank it, it is better than the bank it is, it is literally already won I'm telling you for a fact that, that bet is already won so work away I'm not going to do it because I've got too much tied up in awards already but if yeah if anyone wants 20% there you go and side note the award show is the biggest pile of shit of all time what a waste of fucking time having a regular season award show after the postseason when no one gives a fuck like I care about the awards regular season because we bet on them but I'm also interested in it and as soon as the postseason starts I don't care anymore because it doesn't get taken into account why the players apparently voted for this I, I don't know I, I honestly don't know why they did it the first round thing was class given given the MVP out at your home game in the first round was it right first or second round MVP was well, back in the day well, like, back in the day it was first round yeah but recently because thank god for COVID because it stopped the awards show for two years and it was <laughs> great we got awards during the playoffs it was it was perfect not only for just getting your money back but getting your money back in order to then use to bet on the playoffs because this is the time of the year when me and you are always fucking strapped because all of your money is tied up in outrights outright covers outright hedges rebacks all that sort of shit so yeah, pain in the hole, the NBA, I don't know why, well, I know I do know why they do it, obviously for money and they want to have this, they want to be relevant every month of the year and usually there's nothing, apart from when the finals are over, you don't really hear from the NBA until like October, so they just want to be like the Oscars or something, it's fucking a load of bollocks, yeah, hope shit. someone, Will Smith slaps Adam Silver, <laughs> tells him to fucking scrap the award show, but um, yeah, pain in the hole, but what can you do, Um, the rest of the award then, it's a fucking shame that you can't bet uh, the, the bookies have pulled quite a lot of them because it's looking like coach of the year might be close I don't know I from the votes that have come in so far yeah it is actually quite close between Taylor Jenkins and Monty yeah but I just can't see how Monty doesn't just landslide the rest of it I don't know maybe I, I feel like Jenkins is a bit of a hipster pick like you, how can you I know they've outperformed expectations but how can you give it to the person who's directly below the other like Monty in the standings, but not in directly though. They're far fucking above them. Do you know? I I don't know. The but Suns were expected to win the West. True. The the Grizzlies were expected to come ninth. I just think. I, I mean, this is kind of slayer for twenty percent of the season. It's quite stupid in terms of what I just described. about you know, when you have a certain amount of the votes in, you can kind of extrapolate from there. But I can I just can't see that not being Monty. I don't know. I'm, Who I'm, would your top three be if you had a vote for coach? Monty. Taylor Jenkins, it would have been Bickerstaff if the Cavs had a you know finish maybe sixth without injuries fifth. Oh, but, but yeah, Bickerstaff would have went up there. But well, realistically, Emeo Duka should have won it, like we all know, you know, as I uh, as I picked preseason. But no, probably Monty Taylor Jenkins and Espo. That's pretty fair. I would have had, you know, I think there's four coaches who probably all deserve it, and I would say Taylor Jenkins, Monty Spo, and Udoka. Yeah, I've heard you know, he, people. People, you know, like people are. I can't even remember his name. The Timberwolves coach, 
Finch. Yeah, I've seen people talk about how he should be no able to show for it because like they're maybe going to make the playoffs, and it's like nah, like that's no way. not. It's not enough. You have to perform. Even I, I know making the playoffs is performing, but I mean they haven't made them yet. Yeah, like the the fucking the, Ty Lue should have got it for dragging that fucking half dead corpse of the Clippers team to probably to the playoffs. I could I could see it. Yeah, he's got an argument, but for me, just Jenkins has the best argument because they've missed their best player for a fifth of the season. They've gone twenty and five without him or twenty and four without him. They were supposed to come around the play-in and they're coming fucking second. It's amazing. True. But no, you know I mean, what? You're splitting hers with him and Monty because Monty deserves it too. Some, sometimes more than one person deserves to win the award and yeah. it's just, it comes down to preference. Yeah, 100%. And I, I do think that, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't disparage anyone for picking any of them, but just in terms of how the rest of the voting is going to pan out, I do think Monty will win it. And, you know, I mean, he's been heavy favourite for ages, but again, you can't bet on it now. But the other one that's then jumping out is... Defensive player of the year. Good fucking luck to you if you've got a bet in defensive player of the year. You're a braver man than me. Honestly, it's like a roulette table, a roulette machine at this point because from what we can see in terms of who's voted, it's there's already five people that have got first place votes. Yeah. Pretty sure Gobert, Bridges, Marcus Smart, Giannis, Bam. and Bam have all got first place votes. Marcus Smart has got a few more, and he's also then getting a ton of second place votes, which is maybe the thing that's gonna bring him over the edge. I think people still are quite hesitant to pick a guard as the no a lot of them will pick him because you know for all the reasons that everyone knows that we talked about but it makes sense in my head why a lot of people would pick him second then you know if if say you've got 50 voters who a third of them pick Mikhail Bridges a third of them pick Bam a third of them pick fucking Giannis or, or Gobert as their first I can see a reason why they would all put Smart as their second as like a we're not going to give you first because you're a guard you know guards impact defensively isn't as much as a forward but you know it's like a a bit of a here you go like a wee kind of winking and nod to him but then that could get him over the edge with the rest of the voters that have picked him as first you know yeah I mean? it looks like that's the way it's going to play out it looks like Bridges will come second Who he'll get plenty of first place votes but more or less all of the first place Bridges votes will vote smart second mm. and anyone who votes smart first could easily vote Gobert or Triple J or Yana second whereas Bridges isn't like it's basically what you said smart's going to come second on a fucking lot of ballots and yeah. come first on a few but it could like honestly this could be the closest ones that's all said and done and they, they release the, the total points they do release the points right they don't just release yeah so once the total points for uh, Depoy is released I'm actually very curious to see what separates 1 to 5 because It'll it's be going to be maybe the tightest of oh, 100% the tightest in the last maybe, maybe 5 years easy tight for defensive player but for this year most improved is also going to be quite similar mm-hmm. I was listening to Kevin O'Connor talk about his picks and he hipster picked Maxi Tyrese Maxi is his number one has absolutely no argument to be number one in most improved. He has an argument to be in the top five or six, but in the, in that episode, I think it was Chris Vernon said, might have been Kelsey said, you know, there's honestly like seven players who could all deserve to be number one, and I I do kind of agree. It's it's crazy open. Depends what way you look at it. You know, a lot of people have this. It's funny when you look at the the voting record so far. You can see who subscribes to the Jamarant is in the MVP discussion, not the MIP. And he's left completely off their ballot. Yeah, because he's either he's either first or he's not. He's on either your first or not on the so ballot. Which, yeah, which shows the the different thinking process people have. You know, he's too good for most improved player versus he is quite clearly the most improved player in the league, apart from Desmond Bain, who isn't getting who who actually uh, was it Perkins picked him first. KP picked him first. Yeah, yeah. Bain, Bain has some votes, and which is funny because I think Perkins picked Embiid as his MVP, and I was like, oh fuck, of course he did. And then when he picked. Uh, Desmond Bain I was like do you know what fair play to him for picking a second year player because by the stats Bain should probably fucking win it like I mean, yeah I think Bain's got an argument I have a bet on, on Bain I have a bet on 
DeJounte Murray is getting completely fucking disrespected in the most That's because he plays for the Spurs. Yeah, 100%. Like, he, he has the exact same argument as Darius Garland, but more improvement and the same narrative, like, first-year All-Star, and he's getting no love. He's got a couple of first-place... No, one first-place vote? Yeah, he's got a first-place vote, but he's not... There's so many ballots, he's not even in the top three. Mm. Again, with, with your argument, though, like, there is six people that could deserve it, and I could listen to the arguments for them, but I do subscribe, obviously, because I bet on him, on the, the Ja... No, isn't too good to win him MIP like not that he isn't good but you know what I mean so that's kind of why I would have him ahead of Murray but yeah I Jordan, think Jordan Poole's making a late push yeah Jordan yeah Poole's been like Poole, he's come first Garland, on a few belts Bean, ja, uh, Garland's actually getting a, a, a lot of love in it and I have Garland second at the minute on points yeah I think I think Ja will win it though yeah so yeah I think Ja will Ja will be a similar he'll have a similar margin of victory as Marcus Smart I think It'll be tight, but he'll, he should squeak it out. How many out of the 100 voters do you think, honestly, just look at the bet nods in the last week and just... The lazy ones, yeah, probably. A lot of them get on, like, it's this big thing, that. They, but realistically, like, how, how many of them even watch an actual decent amount of game? Like, how many of them have watched the John Day Murray play this year? Not many. Well, if you think about it, if you look at the the list of voters, I think it's, like, beat writers for all the teams. Obviously, there's 30 teams in the NBA. Every team beat writer, sorry, one beat writer from every team gets a vote. So that's at least thirty players, sorry, thirty voters who come from teams that aren't from, or chances are from different teams. Yeah. So can do you think the Oklahoma City Thunder beat writer is going to be watching Dejounte Murray every night? No. He never sees him play. Only apart from only in the game twice play. a year. Yeah, Oklahoma play them. And then just listens to the headlines. So yeah, chances are the voting does tend to go with the narrative on certain awards. And with the most improved, like you said, it could be a case of fucking voters just looking at the odds mm. and seeing who's the likely pick. Yeah. So yeah, the awards looking decent so far for our bet. Yeah. I'd say from now, like it's pretty safe to call that it's going to be Jokic MVP. You're going to have Ja most improved, Scotty Barnes rookie of the year, Monty coach of the year, and then defensive player of the year probably Marcus Smart. Yeah, fair enough. Seems pretty safe, and if you can get bets on any of them. Anywhere, if you yeah, go for it if you can. Have a look. I think ten bet might have some odds up. Mm-hmm. If you have a ten bet account, work away. And like I said earlier, Quinn bet no Quinn bet did have them last night. I don't know if they did. did I checked earlier. Quinn bet still had it. Yeah. Um, I think that's an FSB tech skin. Google FSB tech and you'll find a load of list of sites of them. But I think yeah, if you like twenty percent return on your investment, back Jokic and thank me in two months. Mm. Or if you listen to me two weeks ago, enjoy your winnings over evens. Okay, so let's talk about the playing. Yes. First game tonight is the Brooklyn Nets at home to our beloved Cleveland Cavaliers. God love the Cavs. God love the Cavs. I didn't. I honestly didn't think we'd ever end up here, but here we are. Uh, odds wise, the Nets are at home, thanks to their better record, and they are five to one on one point two. The Cavs are four point five. Yeah, the Nets on a minus nine point five handicap. That is a big handicap for a playing game. Yeah, for two teams that are supposedly close together, but obviously we all know why the Nets are where they are. What jumps out to you about that match? Do you have anything? Do you have a particular take? Do you have a dog in the fight? Do you? I wish Jared Allen was back. Mm. He's not. Shams tweeted last night that Allen won't be back in time for the first game. I think that's a big. Well, obviously it's a big miss for them, but like that's a big change in terms of who, like honestly, would give the Cavs a shot at winning that game if Jared Allen was playing. Yeah, but... I think. I think that also means he might be in trouble for the second game once the Cavs lose this. Mm-hmm. It's a fractured finger. It's on his non-shooting hand, so he might try and play through it, but 
from what I've read, it's dodgy as fuck to be playing on stuff like that before you've actually fully recovered from it. Like the chance of re-injury is really high, and then that's him fucked for months. So I would I would lean towards he's not gonna take part in the playing. Without him, the Cavs have just let me down so much recently that well, no, to be fair, they have been decent when they have most of their players, but like uh, everyone else is back now except for him, right? Yeah, you know, well, they have Levert back, Markinen's back. Sexton's obviously still out. But yeah. They were at their best when they had Ricky Rubio. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Before the Levert trade, before Rubio got injured. those back, but he's nothing special. But I mean, they got Levert, you know. So I think... I think they've got a shot. I think it's closer than the odds suggest. I would not be backing the Nets or putting the Nets in the... It's one of those ones where if the Nets win, when Kyrie and KD both play well, it's obviously very obvious. But I can 100% see... A bad shooting night, the Cavs could easily win. The Nets' defense is is really unimpressive. So the oh, Cavs, have, yeah. that's where the Cavs have a chance because the Cavs' offense is obviously not brilliant. But they're going up against quite an average defense. So who knows? Uh, it, to be fair, it seems like one of those ones that we, we you see all the time, which is, I, do I think the odds are completely correct? No. Do I think there's value in it? No. Would I bet on it? No. No. Gone to your head? So. Nah, it's gonna run. The I mean, it's not a hard shot pick. They're one point two two. Yeah, my dog in the fight is my Cavs to make the playoffs bet. At, seven, yeah, at, true, actually, at 17 yeah. to 1 which I have covered a bit on whenever all this injury aid started happening so yeah, see, I, crashed out some. I make more money if the Cavs make the playoffs so obviously if they win tonight I'll be very happy mm-hmm. but I'm not expecting it I'm expecting them to lose and then we'll talk the other Eastern playoff game before yeah so the loser of that game then goes to play the winner of Hawks winner Hornets. of the Hawks Hornets so Hawks are home 1.5 yeah they're in a minus 4.5 handicap I think, and it's funny because it's automatically just start thinking, you know, because it's the play. I know it's not the playoffs, but it kind of is the playoffs. Do you know things change like this Hornets team that just dropped like hundred and fifty on teams in the regular season? I don't think they're gonna be able to. Not that the Hawks defense is anything worth shouting about. If they've got a chance of doing that against anyone, it's the Hawks. It is the Hawks, but the Hawks again. As much as they were a disappointment this year, they did make it to the Western Conference Finals last year, and. Like Trey Young is the do you know what scored the most points in the and had the most assists. Yeah, what the fuck? Like I did not. I seen that stat the other day. I was like, wait, what? Quietly had one of the best offensive seasons of all time. Yeah, I think. Do you know what? Honestly, I I wouldn't be surprised at either of them winning that game. I don't think I wouldn't be betting on the Hawks at one point five. I'll tell you that. But yeah, so whoever out of well either of them then out of the Cavs playing the Hawks or the Hornets next, I see them getting past. I can see a way they get past either of them but it's fucking tight like. yeah the Cavs will be at home so I think if, if gun to my head I think the Cavs lose tonight to the Nets the Hawks beat the Hornets and I think the Cavs lose a, oh, really? tragic, a tragic loss to the Hornets that would the be Hawks, so sorry. it would be grim And but I, I've watched the Cavs this year play the Hawks and Hornets and sometimes like when the Cavs offense just stagnates those other teams their offense just doesn't seem to. I mean, yeah, the, the Hawks. That's not something I'd be worried about in terms of the Hawks, and definitely not in terms of the fucking high scoring Hornets. So, mm, yeah, I true. Can see, I can see the, the heartbreaker. Yeah, and it's whitey for me, but I'll, make, I'll still make money on my cover. But I really, really wish. I hope the Cavs can pull off a miracle tonight. It's just without Jared Allen, they put too much, too much. Needably has to do too much for Mobley, like just yeah. need Mobley to go off. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that's gonna happen. Like the Cavs have the personnel you'd think to cause Trey Young problems. Like, Okoro's a really good perimeter defender, and then you obviously want to funnel Trey Young into the paint. I mean, he, he is good in the paint, like, floaters and lobs. Yeah. But the Cavs, if they have their two towers, 
it takes away the lob threat and you kind of just let Trey Young beat you with floaters. Yeah, and that's the thing. The Hawks, like, their danger is the it's the you know, Trey Young pick and roll game. And, I mean, he's got a couple of players that he does it with on that team. It used to just kind of be restricted to him and Capella, but uh, it's not too much anymore. Well, um, remember remember last season in the playoffs, the Hawks played the Bucks. It's the same idea. Remember the Bucks had Brook Lopez and Giannis as their four and five? Yeah, so the, the comparison would be... The comparison Mobley. would be Mobley and Allen. And we saw it took a couple of games because remember the Bucks did drop a few games. But it took a couple of games before they kind of realised that once you take away the lob threat, you let Trey Young try and beat you with floaters. And eventually, you know, he gets it's a lot the shoulder. Yeah. Because right. the lob is 100%. You're not going to miss. Although, here's the difference. That was over a series. This is one game. Yeah, true. And yeah, it's kind of like, like we saw, I wouldn't write off anyone winning here because, like, look at fucking March Madness. Like, that, that third, uh, what was it, a 16, 15 seed gets to the Elite Eight. Yeah. And in, in, in single series knockout, like, competitions, it's fucking, it's honestly like a crapshoot. Who knows, to be honest. And it's it's why it's so different from our our sort of, we're a lot more convinced and convincing with our takes when you when it's a seven-game series. But when it's a one-game knockout, like how many sports, how many games, how many you know football cups is the, is the obvious one. Like, you know, all the magic of the FA Cup, you know, mad, th- like shit teams knocking out good teams. Like, I have, I wouldn't be very, very, decisive in any pick in a single series basketball knockout game especially with the way the game's played today and with the, the variance in three pointers and how many of them are taken per game and how many even in the regular season how many random shit teams blowing out better teams just because they shot 55% from three in, a, in any given game yeah I wouldn't be backing a team in a single game elimination at 1.2 like the Nets or 1.5 like the Hawks nope. think about in the 2019 playoffs the Toronto Raptors won the NBA and if it was a single game elimination, they would have lost. They lost their first game to the fucking Orlando Magic. Yeah, fuck. in Toronto. That? In Toronto, that Orlando Magic that? team was dump. Oh you know? shit! So awful. things like that, is, weird variants happens. Like you said, teams can get hot from three. If anyone can get hot from three, they're you know the Hornets and Cavs, the big three point shooting teams. They've all both got elite offensive players. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't be back in. Wouldn't be back in anyone as short as one point two in a playing game. No, but so, yeah, it wouldn't be betting anyone, but for sort of outlook, what I think is going to happen is I think, yeah, Nets will beat the Cavs, they'll move on, and then I think the Cavs, personally, I think, do you know what, I'll fucking stick with them one more time, the Cavs will beat the Hawks in the following match after that. I hope so, I hope so, but I'm ready for disappointment. As always. On to the Western Conference then. Tonight at 2am, 2.35, the Minnesota Timberwolves home to the LA Clippers. Timberwolves are 1.61. Yeah, minus three handicap at home. I, I, I get it. Do you know, they they have got a lot better. They finished the season strong, which is always good um, coming into something like this. But I'm I'm a Clippers fan. I do like them. And, you know, we talked before in our last episode about Paul George coming back, the potential of Kawhi. I haven't heard anything else on Kawhi yet. I've heard Zach Lowe was saying he doesn't think he'd be back for the playoffs. Who knows? But with the Paul George Clippers, like, they have... They are just so rangy, so long. Like in, like they, they're built well for this Timberwolves team. And I was listening again to Lowe and Kevin Pelton were talking about this this match and they're breaking it down. And he had a good point about Cat in terms of like his off. Like obviously he's like the the best shooting big man in the league at the minute, and he has got better in the post. They just have this like the perfect setup in terms of they can try Zubac on him. They can try Hartenstein on him. If it's not working, they'll put Batum on him and they'll play their bigger man off as that kind of sweeper role. And I just think they have so many looks they can throw at them, plus arguably the best coach or one of the best coaches in the league in Ty Lue. So I think, do you know what? Honestly, I in terms of experience, coaching and just sheer fucking annoyance of 
an entire team of like six foot nine, six foot ten, long arm, annoying defenders, and someone like Paul George who can take over a game. I I'm gonna pick the Clippers for that game. Fair enough. Pretty brave as well. Obviously, Clippers are two point two five. Yeah. I think the T Wolves will win. I think. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if they don't win, but I think the odds are pretty fair, given the home court that you know they haven't seen the playoffs since Jimmy Butler was there. They won a play-in game to get to those playoffs against the Nuggets, if I remember. It was the first year of the... Oh, no, it wasn't a play-in game. It was the last game of the season, and it was effectively a play-in game. The, I don't remember that. Yeah, the T-Wolves had to beat the Nuggets on the last day of the season, and whoever won got into the playoffs as the eighth seed. Okay. I think they then got swept by the, the the Rockets back then, I think it was. It might have been 2018, before Jimmy Butler left. Um, I think they got swept, or they played the Jazz or got swept or something. But, you know, it's been a while since they've been there. Young team... Clippers obviously more experienced. I think, gun to my head, T-Wolves win, but I don't think the Clippers have any problem getting through the next game on Friday night. Oh, against the... Winner, winner of the Pelican-Spurs. Uh, God, that's like fucking dildo fest that much. <laughs> Pelican-Spurs. We'll talk about that really quick to, just to get back to the Clippers. Pelicans at 1.5, Spurs 2.62. I don't know what the Spurs are doing. Why didn't they just tank? Like, they were never... If they win this game, fuck good luck against the Clippers. And if you beat the Clippers, you're getting swept. Oh what's, yeah, they don't the have point? a fucking hope. Yeah, it's you know something for your fans to cheer on for a couple of games and then depression and you know how how much longer does Pop have there? What do you know? I to be fair, they do have some assets and stuff, so they're not you know they're not. Who would you put them in? They're it? so average. Yeah, I was gonna say who would you put them in like a kind of pot with who's like a similar team to them in terms of like no future. No, like I don't think they have no future, but like do you know they're like they're, the Pacers. Yeah. Just like, they're always, oh, they're kind of like a big basketball name, but like, they don't oh, really have The Spurs have, have been a bigger players. name recently than the Pacers have though, so. Yeah, fair know. enough, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, it just, sometimes you just need to decide to tank. Yeah, and they should have, no, 100% they should have, and funny enough, the team they're playing is another team that a lot of people thought should have in the Pelicans, but actually have went another direction, and, you know, they're looking pretty good for it in terms of. Did you see the video of Zion Duncan and shaking the fucking floor? And they're missing their best player. Yeah, they're literally missing Zion, and they they have looked a lot better since they made those trades uh, at the trade deadline. So, I think yeah, I mean it's a pretty easy shot. I think the Pelicans are going to win that game. Yeah, I agree. So we both have the Pelicans. I think it'll be quite handy too. Yeah. So that'll be in my estimation. That'll be then the Clippers playing the Pelicans in the next. That's a good game, but I would make. What would you make the odds there? The Clippers be at home, right? Clippers home to the Pelicans. Yeah. I mean, not that that's like a fortress by any means for the Clippers, but I think I I pick them. I'd have it shorter. I think the Clippers would be favored. One point seven. One point about one point six seven, maybe one point seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking like one point one point nine for the Clippers, but I think okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if there were one point nine, I'm not gonna bet big on it, but I'm gonna have it in the accumulator anyway. Yeah, me too. But I th- like for all the reasons you said earlier, I think yeah. Clippers win tonight, I'll not be surprised. But if they lose tonight, I don't think they'd have any problems beating the winner, which we think will be the Pelicans. I think it's, yeah, I'd have them as as favorites. And if they do win, then what would what do you think about Timberwolves versus Spurs or Pelicans? I think they're pretty take them both pretty high. Oh well, no, do you uh, know, I didn't think about this. I just had the Timberwolves. Yeah, through. Timberwolves home to the Spurs or Pelicans. Do you know it could be shaky after losing the first one. That's Young the fear too. Yeah, with no no real playoff experience. I mean, I think Cat played that year. Yeah, he did. Because the whole thing was him and Jimmy Butler didn't get on. Because Jimmy Butler was too hard on him. Yeah, and D'Lo had that first round with the Nets, I think. Yeah, D'Lo. Did D'Lo make it with the Warriors too? I can't remember. But, yeah. mm, T-Wolves. 
Pelicans. I could see the Pelicans winning that. Same. Yeah. Funny enough. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't surprise but me. But that doesn't Pelicans... change your your pick on them to beat the Clippers. Then, considering you had the Clippers to beat the Pelicans. Um. No. No. Happy enough. Okay, this is good yeah. though. I'm glad that we picked uh, opposite sides now. So yeah. One of us I'm going can... against the odds. Yeah. I'll and... say I'll say the T Wolves will win tonight and then lose to the Pelicans. Okay. Sweet. That's that's my pick. I yeah. might have egg on my face on Friday, but that's what we'll go with. Yeah, in terms of then the so that's the playing covered, right? Yeah. So the annoying thing is obviously you have to wait for those games to settle before you get an entire list of playoff, um, you know, sort of uh, odds and stuff. But in terms of the actual playoff odds you've seen so far, we'll go. We'll dive in more to it once the playing games are over. Once we make our next episode, but is there anything that's really jumping out to you yet that you think people could bet on or? I haven't looked into it too much. I've only been really looking at the play, and I'm I'm kind of waiting to see who, how the play in unfolds. Yeah, because obviously the play in is the seven and eight seeds, so chances are they've less likely they're less likely to win their matchup with the one and two seed. I do like betting on favorites, so I'm kind of waiting to see the odds for the one versus eight and the two okay. versus seven. So yeah, I was hoping really. personally that I was when the odds were coming out, I was keeping an eye pretty close on the box. Bulls because I was hoping that the bookies were going to overrate the Bulls but they seem to be pretty switched on yeah the, the Bulls have been fucking dumped for the last few months so mm. yeah they've been pretty switched on I was I, I will say we will we'll talk more about this on Friday and hopefully we will know more about this on Friday but I will say that I was surprised when I saw the Jazz Mavericks odds I thought the odds would be the other way around then it obviously makes sense because Luka Doncic has got a calf strain yeah that's something we, we do need to talk about quickly I think is that another reminder of why you hold off on unless you're seeing something that is like crazy value the hold off on outright bets in general because something like this will happen the last fucking game of the season my dark horse pick the best player on their team MVP candidate and he gets injured with a calf strain he's went for an MRI it came back negative which is good I think yeah negative is good came back negative and they are they don't, they don't have a timetable for his return mm-hmm. calf strains if you look up the history of NBA calf strains they're tough because some players can miss four months with a calf strain. Rudy Gobert had a calf strain earlier in the year. Remember when we had the hope that Draymond might win Defensive Player of the Year? I think he missed three weeks. And sometimes calf strains can turn into back problems, which is what happens to Draymond. With Draymond. Yeah. I think with muscle injuries like that, it generally is kind of like an overuse thing, isn't it? You know, if you get a, a quad strain, a calf strain, a hamstring, it's... it's volume. Volume, yeah. It's not a it's not like a random leg break or like a twisted ankle. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of those ones where you can't really rush back no but also if you do favor yourself and the timeline you have for your team is like win now which the Mavs aren't really i mean i the think third seed no i know they're the third seed like you know but i i think in Sorry, terms fourth of seed. oh yeah yeah, yeah four, Warriors four. Are there. but they you know they're not they're not it's not like uh battle stations win now next year it's over do you know they've got plenty of time yeah they have time so that's definitely going to factor into it but if if they do fancy their chances and they and they think it you know by the end of the playoffs, how many players probably are playing on calf strains? Do you know? A yeah, lot. They, a lot. They, they're all get banged up. So, But if he's in a boot and... True. And the playoffs haven't started yet. It's one of those it's ones different. where when the playoffs start, you're playing a game every, what, two and a half nights? Every two, three nights? Mm-hmm. Fuck, it's a lot to be coming back from muscle injury for, but uh, I don't know. It's 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 a it's a shame because I was looking forward to betting on the Mavs in the first round. Oh, 100%. But same. also gives a good opportunity to bet against the Jazz second round if they go through. Yeah, although, did you spot the odds before... Look at injury. No, no, I don't think there was, because the the injury happened in the last. No, game. there was. I I bet it was just five. Anyway, had it. What didn't? It wasn't for long, but it was a pick'em. Oh really? Yeah. It was oh, a I would have been big on the Mavs. And yeah, so I would have fancied the Mavs at those odds, which makes me wonder 
if they were a pick originally before the injury, then if they get through this round, maybe uh, the bookies are still quite hesitant. Did you know they're not going to price them up as big on big underdogs? Yeah, especially if the Jazz get through easily. Mm-hmm. Playing against the no-looker uh, Mavs. So what are they? And four, all of a five, sudden they look great. Four or five plays the one, so they're going to get fucking slaughtered by Phoenix. Oh, 100%. I don't give them a chance in that series at all. Yeah, I think I might actually bet the sweep. We'll talk about this on Friday. Yes. We'll see. We'll hopefully know more about Luca on Friday. Yeah. When Once we, we know, like you said, we'll be waiting still on one playing result. Yeah. Well, the 14th of April. Yeah. The Friday night game will be. Sorry, the 14th is the uh, the 9th and 10th. The Friday night game is whenever the loser or the winner of Hawks Hornets plays the loser of Cavs Nets. Do you yeah. know the winners play the losers? Yeah. So that's the final playing game. So there'll only be two teams left to join the playoffs. So okay. it's kind of annoying that. You'll only have odds on Saturday morning for all sixteen playoff teams. Yeah. Because the Which first the, the first game is at six PM on Saturday night. The downside of the play in, I suppose. It doesn't give you much time. I kinda wish they had it done on Thursday night so that we could have a day. Yeah, I, I get why like a lot of people say, you know, well this is the whole point is don't fucking get stuck in the play in because then, you know, you're at it you're off on a on the wrong foot already, you know, for your playoff run because you're starting with no rest after a couple of games. But in reality, all of these players in every team probably need more rest than they get anyway, so give them a couple of fucking nights off, make yeah. the playoffs better. They must be on, on a tight schedule, but true. Yeah, frustrating for gamblers because we only really have what that Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon to get to get bets on before. Yeah, like I said, first games at six yeah. o'clock. So and you're relying on bookies being quick to price it up too, which sometimes yeah. they're not. They should be okay. But we'll just have to release because we release on Friday. We won't know the last two teams, but just we'll talk more about it on Friday. But just put the fucking favorites in your rackets. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, so that'll wrap us up for today. Uh, thanks again for listening. Oh, one more thing. I am currently doing a 30-day, 5K-a-day challenge for a local breast cancer charity. I will tweet the link that I just given through the Twitter account, and I'll link it again through the Instagram account. It's on day three so far, and my calves are fucking screaming You've at me. you got a calf strain, do you? <laughs> <laughs> my calves are, my calves are fucking screaming at me. So I'm trying, to, I'm trying to focus on my recovery. I need, I'm up in the protein intake, and... I'm considering like ice baths because I think, that's, I think that's what pro athletes would do really battering yourself here yeah I mean it's you're I've, going through your own playoffs <laughs> well you and the dog too me and the dog Get yeah Larcy's uh, joining me on the challenge she was there for the first two days but I gave her the day off today because yesterday she didn't really want to go she yeah. was kind of like she's, she's overweight yeah she's overweight she was kind of pulling back a bit didn't really want to go but it's been okay so far I had a good time today and yeah it's just kind of like whenever the weekends come up and I know I'm going to be drinking mm. the next day is going to be a fucking mental battle oh do you know what's there, going to be tough when you're staying up to watch playoff matches and then you're getting up the next day although you're just yeah. lying you'll be alright yeah I'll get up half asleep just cursing my lost bets but get your run done yeah it's going okay so far just um, yeah hopefully I don't get too tired doing it but yeah it's gone alright yeah and it's for for a good cause and a cause close to home so gotta get on donate some of your winnings that we from the bets that we've tipped you and yeah, you know, we grand yeah, thanks guys again and we'll see you on Friday. Yeah, see you on Friday. See you.